Hey, this is Taylor Thomas. Thanks for listening. I'm here to challenge what you perceive as reality and pave the way for truth regarding spiritual affliction and its connection to our physical struggles. I'm broadcasting at Studio 17, Truth and Transparency, Old School and New Age to Middle Ground, from the States to the Streets, the Virgin Islands to Revelation Mountains, from Margaritaville Beach to the Mojave Desert, from my mouth to your ears. Here, truth is not subjective. In my show, the foundation is God's word, and that's sovereign. Welcome to Spiritually Speaking. I'm Taylor Thomas, author of Daughter of Siva, spiritual counselor and avid investigator of the supernatural. I refer to myself as a supernatural investigator, and people often ask me what that is versus a paranormal investigator. Paranormal investigating has come to be known mainly for ghost hunting, but it does have a wide scope of any phenomena that would be out of the range of natural. It can have anything to do with ghosts to UFOs, cryptid creatures to psychics, but supernatural investigating deals directly with the living and how the spirits and the spirit realm affect our physical life and health. I'm called in when people want to be rid of spirits in their home and spiritual oppression in their life. Now, my book, Daughter of Siva, tells my story about how I began noticing spirits at a young age, and I started to practice things, probably that I shouldn't have, to expand on this world that no one else in my life knew, you know, they didn't know about. This was back in the 70s. Now, I know I'm dating myself, but when people were more concerned about what hip huggers they were going to wear to the disco and what 8-track they were listening to... Spirituality didn't even really start emerging into the forefront until the early 90s when Dionne Warwick launched her Psychic Friends Network. And all of a sudden, that was like, it blew up. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, You know, cable came out, that was new, and all of a sudden these infomercials, and it was someone famous, and she was beautiful and sweet, and, and she was pushing this, you can talk to ghosts and dead relatives and know these things, and all of a sudden, what was once uh, fairly taboo became not just acceptable, but sought out. It was a way for things to be paved. All kinds of psychics and mediums and wannabes came out of the woodwork. Fake ones, real ones. And the only way I had to learn when I was little um, was via books and um, occult stores. And those are far and in between, but they did lead me down a little bit of a darker path. I dabbled in everything from Santeria to Catholicism, Ouija boards to tarot. If you imagine your neighbor's daughter teaching your eight-year-old how to put people in trances in the art of contacting the dead, yeah, that was me. I was a parent's worst nightmare. But I had this desire, this this true desire to know truth. I, I didn't understand anything, and those were the only resources available to me, so that's the way I went. My parents went to church. Um, They were Catholic, but you know, you were told that that was wrong. And so I didn't know what to do. Um, What I did do led me down a a dark path, but I acquired so much from it. In uh, 2000, I started my own ghost hunting team. This was pre-ghost hunter TV show days. I remember when that show came out and we were so excited because we'd been doing it for a while. And and here was, you know, this this group of people um, being acknowledged and revered for what we'd been doing. So it gave some validity to to our work. And we just, we loved it. 
Um, now I, I currently work with adults and youth, churches, medical professionals, production companies, law enforcement, paranormal groups. Um, I help them with that link to uh, mental illness, to the supernatural, physical ailments, hauntings, religion, the occult. I want you to know I'm not a doctor. Um, you know, I don't have any degree, anything like that. I have many, many years, life years of experience. I am an ordained minister, but you know, I, I believe that God calls people and anoints them. And it's not about people or a certificate. It's it's about what God calls you to do. Um, I have worked as a professional psychic way back when. Um, I left that work because I, I wanted God to use me versus allowing just any spirit to deceive me. I wrote my autobiography, which is Daughter of Siva. Um, and I've spoken at different places regarding mental illness, self-harm, those spiritual realities, and the connection to our physical health. When I was eight, year old, eight years old, I was casting spells. I was holding seances at 13. I was doing psychic readings for money starting at 14 years old. And all of these things made a lot worse for me. It seemed the more I did, the more physical um, and emotional issues I had. Every house I lived in was haunted. I was always sick, despite no medical reasoning found. I had night terrors. I'd wake up with bizarre marks and bruises on me, all of which created the inception of medical and emotional issues for me. At an early age, I was battling depression. I was cutting. I was self uh, doing self-harm. Um, in addition to drinking, I just was trying to filter out what I was experiencing. Um, you know, I was I was popping pills here and there just to to stop experiencing the confusion, the sadness, the what am I seeing? What am I hearing? Um, as I was a bit older, I had an experience which proved to me I wasn't physically or mentally ill, but I realized I was sensitive to spirits. This was a real issue. I wasn't mentally ill. Um, and every house that I lived in was haunted because it wasn't the house. I was haunted. It was it was my issue. I was bringing these things in by what I was practicing. So now I'm starting this podcast as a way to reach more people, people who may I may never get a chance to speak with in in life and help with. So this is a great, you know, format to do that. And today I'd I'd like to talk a little bit about the connection between mental health and spiritual affliction. Since October is Mental Health Awareness Month, um, it's also Caffeine Addiction Recovery Month, but I ain't going down that road. I love my coffee. Um, mental illness is a topic that, um, you know, obviously resonates with me because of my past and also because it's not really touched on in Christian churches and very few psychiatrists will ever delve into the spiritual aspect of the mind. Um, some stats that are going to blow your mind, no pun intended there, uh, in the United States, almost half of adults will experience a mental illness during their lifetime. Half of all mental disorders begin at the age of 14. Substance abuse, depression, and suicide are all steadily increasing. And 20% of our youth, ages 13 through 18, live with a mental health condition. Suicide is the third leading cause of death in youth ages 10 to 24. Those are all stats that you can find online through NAMI, N-A-M-I, that's the National Alliance for um, Mental Illness. So knowing that, it's important to know that we are spiritual beings and we are housed in physical bodies. And our soul seems to get lost in the shuffle because it's not tangible. But that doesn't make it 
you know, less true or less valuable. In fact, it's just the opposite. It's more because when we um, are spiritually afflicted, afflicted, it will affect our fear, uh, physical being from health to relationships. So if you think about what you allow to dictate your life, is it career, children, your spouse, your health? How do you wake up in the morning? Are you energetic? Are you happy? Are you cranky, fatigued? Are you sore? And what do you do to get your mindset where you want it to be throughout the day? And where do you, um, where do you need your mind to be? Why? Are you career driven? Are you family orientated, self-motivated? Um, these are things that we do daily. This is what we live and this is what we are. But we really don't sit down and contemplate on them. And why? We are who we are and live what we live. So why don't we sit down and decide what's important to us and how we want our life to go? If you're like me, you get sucked up in responsibilities, you get lost in time, and next thing you know, your day is gone. And you're, you're like, where was my purpose? What was I supposed to be doing? So one day I, I made myself sit down and I wanted to write down what was important to me. And I molded my goals around that. I had to change some things. I didn't say I couldn't. I just decided I was going to. Some of it was easy. Some of it wasn't. Some I was able to do right away. And others I had to pick away every day. Um, I wanted to lose what I didn't want. And I wanted to gain more of what I did want. And I, to this day, I drive people nuts because they say I'm such a happy person. They don't know how I do it. But I, I live my life spiritually first. I, I take spiritual aspects um, as the prominent factor around everything else that happens. And it's so much easier that way. And I, I think that we all deserve to be happy and feel full and, and purposeful. You know, no one has the perfect life, but it is about choices that we make and how we deal with things. And that's our choice. So with that being said, um, knowing that we're spiritual beings first, you know, that should be our top priority. And I wanted to study more about the spirit and the soul and how they affect my life. So in my work, I do, you know, assist people with spiritual affliction, um, people who say that they have haunted houses, um, night terrors. And I found a common denominator. There is a direct link to spiritual oppression in our health. Now, the word oppression means prolonged control and cruel treatment that is unjust. So when someone is spiritually oppressed, this means a spirit is doing just that to the person. They're controlling them and they are mistreating them. Now, do I believe that every single case is a, a spiritual one? No. Um, but I do believe that all things can be spiritually handled, if that makes sense. Um, every case that I dealt with, every home that I was called into because of a haunting or, or something like that, people suffered from physical health issues. Uh, the main ones were um, fibro, fibromyalgia, um, which usually happened in long-term hauntings and issues, um, migraines, dizziness, stomach issues. They always had nightmares, um, quite often night terrors and sleep paralysis, which is a little bit different than nightmares. Um, and then there was always some kind of element of mental illness whether it be bipolar or ADD or, or schizophrenia or depression, something like that, there's always an element of it. So you have to know that when we open spiritual doors, whether it's consciously or unknowingly, this leaves a gap for a slew of spiritual issues. 
Um, so let's let's just start with the simple science of energy as a as groundwork here. Energy is the ability to do work, and we know that work means moving something. So do our bodies not work every day from breathing to blood flow, muscle movement, organ function? Everything has an energy component. So the human body is sensitive to the energy of all things and all people. And we are always exchanging energy with each other and, you know, what we interact with. So if you take that, so we have that physical element of energy, but we also have a spiritual element of energy. And the spiritual things that happen around us that we don't see, okay? Now, I should probably differentiate the spirit and the soul. A lot of people think that they're one of the same. But the Bible speaks of them as two separate things. Our soul is our life, how we feel, who we are. And our spirit is actually what drives our soul. It's an invisible force that gives life to all living creatures. So you can be a soul and you have a a great spirit, a happy spirit. And then all of a sudden, an hour later, you are just feeling horrible. You're angry, you're sad, or or just something negative. But that doesn't mean it's who you are. It's, It's how you're being affected. And what is driving that energy around us? What is affecting us? So the body needs the spirit like radio needs electricity. And if you find, um, you know, if you know anybody who does paranormal investigating, you're going to find that they always become hungry and thirsty during their investigations. And, you know, like batteries in their equipment, it'll drain when spirits are around. Well, our energy drains around us as well from those spirits. So think about it. If spiritual activity around us is draining you, what spirits are around you? And to say we are physically affected by spirits is quite practical. So let's take that to the next level, emotional and mental. Our body works together like this complex oiled machine. So when something is affected, that can start a chain reaction throughout our body. The brain is an energy sucking organ. It demands high amounts of energy. It consumes 20% of the energy that our body produces. So no wonder the mind is the first to be affected. When, you know, spirits are around, hence spiritual oppression, that's where it starts, the mind, and it will trickle throughout the body. And on the same token, if if we're continually physically having ailments, that is going to cause spiritual issues as well, because it's going to, you know, make us down and, and complaining and create that negative energy. So, you know, it can work either way, but it's still connected. Now, scientists are going to deny that altogether. Christians are really careful to call out mental illness as a disorder, um, uh, as a spiritual disorder. And then there's people who are in between who are sort of on the fence. They don't know enough about it. They're not really sure. So we don't have a solid understanding or adequate information on it. Now, I've told my story in, um, in my book and on shows about schizophrenia and seeing spirits. There is a direct link to mental illness and spiritual affliction. Now, I'm never going to claim that 100% of mental disorders are spiritual, but I will say 100% that God can cure all disorders, mental, emotional, physical, and we can overcome any physical ailment through faith. Will it happen every time? No. That's up to God as to why, how, when, where, but we are responsible for our own choices. This is our life, so we should at least check out you know, the reality of the spiritual aspects. If we don't try, we are doing ourselves a great disservice. When unclean spirits are around, they are going to affect our body and our mindset. 
Demons don't know our thoughts, but they can tell what we're thinking by our actions and they hear what we say. So they are going to work with each individual, each individual person, each individual household, because their goal is, is to just bring havoc and chaos and negativity and evil onto each person. They're skilled at affecting people and masters at deceit. So, I mean, you can't underestimate them and don't, don't overestimate, overestimate yourself. There's spiritual truths and there are medical truths, but all truths are God's. So we should combat spiritual oppression on every level, physical, emotional, and spiritual. If we open doors to spiritual realities with um, things like seeking out dangerous avenues um, in the psychic world, um, in the spirit realm, practices like opening up the mind to otherworldly beings, hidden knowledge, seeking and speaking to ghosts, this is going to open spiritual doors and oppression to you, to your household, to your children. Um, there is a cause and effect to everything we do, and we need to be conscious of how we open our lives spiritually and how we grow as a person. We need to be conscious of what we want, who we are, what's around us, the choices that we make, and try to always think of it spiritually first, and then work work your way down, you know, emotionally, physically. Um, so I guess we can wrap it up here. But next time, we can get into the physical attributes of the brain, uh, the pineal gland specifically. And also, I want to talk about generational curses, which can cause oppression. So it's sort of like a, a part two to this episode. But one thing I'd like you to know is that I relay this information to you so that you can check out yourself. I want to shed light on these issues of, you know, the bridges between physical and spiritual. But I, I hope that you yourself would study and and learn more research some things out you know understand some issues spiritually um you know to spiritual topics but also spiritually about yourself knowledge is power and when we tap into truth we can do so many great things positive things in our lives and in other lives and jesus is always the answer god's worth ha words has um simplistic truth and profound meaning and they have incredible effects so the next episode, um, like I said, will be on spiritual oppression, part two. Um, what we do in the physical to open those doors, um, different signs, symptoms, and a little bit about um, generational curses. Sometimes these things affect people and they haven't done anything. Um, so I guess if you have any questions or uh, you'd like to, me to touch on something in particular, go ahead and email me. It's daughter of Siva which is S-C-E-V-A at gmail.com. And you can check out my blog, spirituallywritten.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at Daughter of Siva. And you can find my book, Daughter of Siva, Set Me Free, at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and most bookstore outlets. Or leave me a message if you're on Anchor. If you have the Anchor app, leave me a little message and I can play it on the show and answer for you. Don't forget to follow me here on Anchor and it will um, let you know when I have some upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for listening and uh, have a very blessed day.